This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. It's January 6th, 2021. And America, we gotta talk. There is a lot going on right now. Uh, as I speak, right this very second, I'm sure many of you are scrolling Twitter and watching YouTube feeds and everything else. Uh, there are, well, I guess what started as a, as a massive Trump rally in DC this morning, this sort of stop the steal rally, Trump spoke yesterday, uh, has sort of morphed into a bit of endless chaos. There's people storming the Capitol building right now. It's, it's getting violent, pepper spray. We're seeing all sorts of barriers be blown over and, and people fighting and, and all, the, all the stuff that we have been seeing over the last two years. Now, ironically, or, or maybe obviously at some level, you know, what we've seen in the last two years is that usually the violence in almost every case, actually, has come from the left, right? It's come from the Antifa people, it's come from the BLM people, and those are the ones that have destroyed buildings and attacked institutions and attacked police officers and thrown firebombs and gone into residential neighborhoods and the rest of it. It hasn't been the Trump people. Uh, it hasn't been the conservatives or the scary right-wingers that have been uh, doing these violent acts. And, and the media, of course, and this is part of the problem because the framing is what makes everybody so crazy. The media somehow equates these things so you don't really see it when Antifa does stuff and they try to deny that that has anything to do with the progressive movement or what's going on with the left. And then anytime any little thing that they can sort of associate with the right happens, they blow it up to make it seem like everyone on the right and all the conservatives are violent and everything else. Unfortunately, what's happening in the last hour is there, there is actual violence. There's a lot of extremely frustrated people right now. I think there's a lot of reasons to be frustrated, um, but everything that I've tried to do over the last couple years as I've tried to be willing to talk to people from both sides and tell you what I think and, and hear opinions that I don't necessarily agree with, uh, that's all been sort of couched in the idea that if we're gonna remain a civil society, we, we can't be burning down buildings, we can't be attacking the Capitol and everything else. And I know I'm gonna have people that are, just by saying that, you can't attack the Capitol, you can't violently try to overtake a building, which I would say if it was people on the left or people on the right, I know that a certain amount of people are gonna be angry and, and it just is what it is. So let me just kind of get you caught up on, on a whole bunch of stuff that's going on right now. We'll talk obviously about what happened in Georgia yesterday because this is, these were the two days that sort of everybody was looking at. The fifth, because that was the special election in Georgia for the two Senate seats, and then today with uh, what was gonna happen with, the, with the, uh, the final results in essence of the election. So we'll talk about that. Then I wanna talk about the, this crazy uh, proposal coming out of New York where they're, they're basically putting a proposal out there where they can just detain people for whatever reason they want related to COVID. And then there was an interesting video that went vir viral yesterday that I think I think is worth showing because you know there's so many of these videos where we see these people fighting about masks, fighting about lockdowns, all of these things. Uh, there's a girl who's a, who's a social media Twitter person by the name of Ashley St. Clair who I've met in real life a couple times and she was on a train yesterday and some, some stuff went down. I think it's just worth showing because it, it sort of gets to the heart of the, how the, the online world, the fighting of the online world has leaked into the real world, which by the way is something that I was warning about about four years ago. I did a direct message that uh, online culture was becoming mainstream culture and I think we're really, really seeing that at the moment. 
Uh, before I get to anything else though, guys, we have a new sponsor and uh, as you know, people, I am a red wine guy, right? You know I am a red wine guy. I love a glass at the end of the night. Uh, sometimes too, although as Marge Simpson once said, uh, you know, they say you're supposed to have a glass and a half of wine every night. I just can't drink that much. That was, that was a pretty decent March. That was pretty good. Um, anyway, I've got a new sponsor and uh, they sent me a whole bunch of wine. I'm totally digging it. So I want to tell you about Bri uh, Bonner Private Wine. If you enjoy wine as much as I do, then you need to try the Extreme Altitude Malbec from Argentina. They make it up at these remote vineyards at about 9,000 feet altitude. These vineyards are miles from civilization and the result is this inky, beautiful red wine. When you stare into the glass, it's like being transported to another place and time. Who wouldn't want that, especially these days? They're also healthier than other wines with 10 times more longevity boosting resveratrol and 90% less sugar. That's the good stuff that's in red wine, so they tell you to drink it. No dyes, no flavor additives, none of that stuff, but the best part is the taste. Blackberry, leather, smoke, and a little dark cherry. Head on over to free thinkerwine.com, great website. You'll find Malbec from the third highest vineyard in the world. That's 8,950 feet and a lot more too. No inflated prices. You're gonna get top quality international wine for about half the price. Plus my listeners and viewers get 50% off shipping today. Just head over to freethinkerwine.com. Get yourself some Malbec. That's freethinkerwine.com. And now back to me. I assure you I will be drinking Malbec at the end of the day, if not earlier, because uh, it's gonna be a loony one. Okay, so a couple political things to just talk about right up front. So first off, the, the Georgia special election was yesterday. Uh, let's just throw the image up because it looks as if Raphael Warnock, who was the Democrat, has beaten Kelly Loeffler. That one seems like it's in the books. Uh, he had 50.6% of the vote, over 2,200,000. And uh, Kelly Loeffler, who was the Republican who campaigned with Trump, she got under 2,200,000, obviously, at 49.4%. The other race, which was John Ossoff uh, versus David Perdue. John Ossoff, who really comes across like uh, American Psycho, if you've seen that movie, he really, who's the actor, who was Batman? Uh, Christian Bale. He really comes off as Christian Bale in American Psycho. There is something I really don't like about that guy. Uh, but, it, but he is in the lead at the moment, and conventional thinking as it is uh, seems to be that, that he will win this thing. Uh, he's at about 50.2% right now, and uh, David Perdue's at 49.8. What's interesting about the Georgia election, which by the way, I haven't spent much time talking about. I, didn't even, I don't even think I mentioned it on this show till yesterday, and I don't think I tweeted about it even once till yesterday, because I don't like the idea that we all have to be so focused on other states' elections. That, that's really not how the system is supposed to work. Yes, each state is supposed to send two representatives, two senators, to the Senate where we can deal with you know, the, the countrywide issues. But this idea that, that seemingly the whole future of the country, and if now the Democrats have complete power, that it hinges on what happens in a Georgia special election, that something doesn't seem right about that. Like this isn't really how the system is supposed to work, unfortunately. So I didn't want to pay too much attention to it because, I, because it's not that it's not important, but the idea that for me, someone here living in, in Los Angeles, California, at least for the moment, Florida, how you doing? Um, you know, that I would have to care so much about a Senate election in Georgia just does not feel right. Like whatever John Ossoff feels about anything really should have very little effect on my life literally 3,000 
miles away. But in any event, it does look like the Democrats are going to get both of those seats, which in effect gives them control of the Senate. And especially now that it does look that Joe Biden will be president, um, that then they also have the tiebreaker, which is the VP. So Kamala Harris would also be able to break a tie. So Democrats are going to have a tremendous amount of power. That just is. I didn't want it. I, I fought for what I believed in, and I know you did as well, uh, but that does seem to be it here. I would say, um, you know, one of the conversations that we're having in the Rubin Report community right now, I posted something yesterday because I actually did go into the YouTube comment section yesterday, which I, I try not to do that often, but I did go in and somebody posted in yesterday's direct message, uh, you know, this concept that I've been talking about quite a bit lately about how if you have sort of a hole, a God-shaped hole that you'll fill it up with any, anything or everything and people will fill it up with government, right? So uh, someone commented yesterday that they were an atheist but that they have much more in common right now with the believers because all the atheists and the secularists, they're just, you know, they believe in politics, they believe in the state and the government and that's really dangerous. So we've been having a really interesting conversation around that and the reason I mention that to you right now although you should check it out at rubinreport.com, is that one of the reasons that I'm just not hysterical right now, everyone's hysterical, like it looks like the election is not gonna go the way I wanted, right? Obviously, okay, obviously. But I, my life, my existence, it doesn't diminish the importance of these issues at all, right? Like I, I love talking about these issues, I love enlightening people about these issues, interviewing people about these issues. Uh, I'm sitting down with Tulsi Gabbard in about an hour from now, we're gonna talk about all this stuff. It doesn't mean that stuff's not important, but it doesn't encapsulate everything that I believe about the world, right? Like I believe that there is something more important. And, and we've been having a really interesting conversation about that at Rubin Report, so I hope you will join us. So the other thing, of course, that's going on today, uh, right now, and we'll throw to the video, is uh, the giant Trump rally. So there is this huge rally, this Stop the Steal rally, there are, there's gotta be, that's gotta be over 100,000 people that are in DC at the moment. As I said, there are videos breaking right now showing that it's starting to get violent and you just can't, look, I get it. I get it, people. You, you feel like the election or a certain set of people feel like the election was stolen. Do I think something really weird happened with the election, the federal, national, presidential election? I absolutely do. I just do. And if you wanna call me a conspiracy theorist, or an asshole or whatever else, you can call me those things. I sense that something really was up. We had a media that for four years told us that Russia affected our elections, that Ukraine affected our elections, that Trump was a Russian operative, we had an impeachment, fake impeachment, all of this stuff. Yet somehow with this election, mainstream said, no, 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 no. We got exactly what we want, we're not allowed to touch it. Now look, I'm putting that out there, that I believe something seriously went awry, I think that if we had an honest media, we'd be allowed to look at these issues and talk about it. I think Ted Cruz is doing a really nice job. This Ted Cruz, who's a constitutional scholar who studied under Alan Dershowitz at Harvard, who was gonna argue one of the cases, by the way, if it had made it to the Supreme Court and it the Supreme Court just decided not to take the case. And there, I think there's all sorts of political reasons for that. Uh, Ted Cruz is calling for 10 days to, to try to have, in essence, like a full audit of everything. I, it seems to me that at this point, the ship has sailed. And it's like, so if you're the most rabid Trump supporter, right? And again, I voted for the guy. I, I support the guy. I believe that he would have been a much better steward to keep America on the tracks uh, of anything that seems like 
the America that we all know than what's coming with these crazy Democrats because there is, because if you think that Joe Biden with dementia is in charge of this thing, uh, you, you're just missing the point, right? We can see all of the bad stuff kind of reappearing right, right now. I would have preferred Trump, obviously, but I don't think that storming the castle, in essence, um, is, is gonna do it. So this is gonna, we're gonna have a really weird two weeks right now, right? Because Trump's, Trump's gotta decide what to do here. Now, I, it seems like he's basically out of moves. Like, you know, maybe there's something there. One of the things that I said all along, I said this publicly and I said this privately, was if Trump was gonna fight the swamp and beat the swamp and beat the, the media and, and fight the culture wars and all of those things, he did it pretty damn well and he did it for a long time. Was he perfect? Would I have preferred that he didn't tweet as much? All the personal stuff, okay, we all know all that stuff. It's boring to repeat it and yet everyone feels that they have to repeat all that stuff all the time as if, he was, as if anyone thought he was Jesus. It's like people are like, oh, well, you know, we, we just wanted him to do this, that, and the other thing. Well, politicians aren't Jesus. They're, politicians are probably the furthest thing from, from Jesus that you could get, right? Like, you gotta be a pretty freaking flawed human being to wanna go into politics, because it's, it's a pretty dirty game. But it does appear that he's, he's basically out of moves. But as I said from the beginning, after the election, although I was even saying it beforehand, um, did he come into this thing to, to beat them on impeachment, get the judges in, all of these things, only to lose at the end. And maybe he did, maybe he did. Maybe that's the power of the whole system. I hope what people will realize, whatever happens at this point, is that something, something is rotten here if, if you think that government is just so right and that when you get the power, you can do whatever the hell you want and when the other guy has it, you have the right to burn it down. That's what we gotta get past in America and I'll keep trying to push that. And, and speaking of burning it down, there is some crazy stuff coming out of New York at the moment. So there is a bill that is in the New York State Senate right now. It is Bill A416, uh, which would put disease carriers in detention camps. I am not making this up. I've got a couple quotes here from Reason. New York lawmakers are mulling a bill that would allow the state to detain anyone carrying or suspected of carrying a contagious disease that makes them a significant threat to public health. The governor may order the removal and or detention of such a person or of a group of such persons in a medical facility or other appropriate facility or premises designated by the governor or his or her delegate. A confirmed carrier would release would released only after he or she is no longer contagious. There's a little strange English in there. Uh, we've got an we've got an image of the bill, I think, right there, so you can see a little bit more. Um, but this is this is seriously scary stuff. Like this feels like World War Z stuff. This feels like I am Legend kind of stuff. This feels like uh, V for Vendetta kind of stuff. I mean, this line: order the removal and/or detention of such a person. So such a person, meaning a carrier of the disease, that the government could say, you're a carrier of this disease, we can come into your house and take you and put you into a camp. But it goes on to say something that seems much more dangerous. It says, detention of such a person or of a group of such persons. A group of such persons? What does that mean? Does that mean a group of carriers or a group of people who look like a carrier? Like this kinda feels like some weird Nazi stuff. And again, I try not to use the N-word, that N-word. I try not to use the other N-word, but the point is, 
that this type of thing like, oh, these people, we can take these people away because they don't behave the way we want to. And then it's like, well, well, what else would you do if, if, if this thing was passed? Would you be allowed to not be a carrier but talk about how you're against lockdowns? Would, would that be okay? Or would you be then sent to a camp too? This is seriously dangerous stuff. And, and in a certain regard, I could relate this to the earlier story because the frustrations that we're seeing, um, and this is actually gonna relate to the third story as well, but the frustrations that we're seeing with people that are now protesting and angry and yelling and, and storming the castle or whatever it might be, um, it's understood, like I understand the frustrations and the question is what do you do with those frustrations? What do you do when you have governments, federal governments or local governments, what do you do when they're threatening to detain you when they're telling you, we don't care what you think, and if you say that I want you to you know, audit this or signature match this, we're just not gonna do it. Or I have some questions about the science behind lockdowns. Or I wanna be able to live as I see fit in my own home with whoever I wish to live with. Um, and the government ignores you or puts regulations on you that infringe on your rights. Well, you could see why people get justifiably angry. That is not an excuse for violence. And, and yet, I'll tell you this, I understand why people do get violent. That's not an excuse for violence. But people that feel like they have nothing left, that the government's coming to get them, it won't let them go to work, they have nothing else to do, that's not an excuse for, it's not an excuse in and of itself. I'm just saying I can, I can understand the psychology of someone in that position. People that are told that they're the worst thing in the world constantly and they're Nazis and bigots and all of those things and you're not gonna let them go to work and all of the rest of it. And then you say, oh, by the way, we might put you in detention centers. We might put you in detention centers because you might be sick or you might talk about some stuff we don't want you to talk about. Well, all of this, all, it feels like everything of the last couple of years is kind of leading to all of this craziness and we're gonna have to figure out a way to navigate through some of it in, in a sane way. And, and I'm not exactly sure how we're gonna do it, but I'm gonna be doing it along with you. But this is a perfect segue actually to the third story. So this was going viral yesterday on the, uh, the Twitter machine. Uh, Ashley St. Clair, she is a, uh, she's, what would we call Ashley? She's a social media influencer. She's a social media influencer. That's like a thing you can call somebody now. Uh, I've met her a couple times. She's a lovely girl and uh, she was on a train and, uh, well, let's just take a look at the video. Hey, 70,000 Twitter followers. Wow. You have 70,000 Twitter followers? Well, they're not, that means nothing. You're still being very rude. These, these men are just drinking coffee. They're allowed to have a mask off when they're drinking. They weren't wearing masks. We were, we were drinking. No, 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 no. You know what's safer than a mask? Social distancing. That's more effective than the mask. So why don't you step back and leave them alone? You're not involved. Yes, I am because you're the one that is on this train. With his mask off. Please, excuse me. Please, you're having an issue here. What do you see? Okay, what do you see? They get on here and start it. Is that going to call the police? Would like you bring the police into this? She says she's got seven. Would you like me to call the police? We have nothing. If you like don't want any police, everybody needs to go back to their seat. She said I got seventy. Just go back to your seat. If not, I will call the police and let the police handle it. 
Okay, so you guys know that there's a gajillion of these videos. By the way, I should clarify that Ashley was the girl taking that video. The woman that had the, the camera there, I have 70,000 followers, these people are drinking coffee. Uh, she actually follows me on Twitter, it turns out, and she's a HuffPo contributor. I, I have a feeling she doesn't like me very much. Uh, but the reason I wanted to show you that, because we all know there's a ton of these type of videos, uh, but when I talked earlier about how online culture is leaking into mainstream culture, it's like now we're approaching people with, with phones, and we see this happening all over the place, to shame them, right? We're shaming people. And then I thought the line about, I have 70,000 Twitter followers, like, you better bow to me, Mr. Guy drinking coffee, which you're allowed to do on a, on a train. Which, by the way, the train looks pretty empty, and all of the trains, I, I'm pretty sure that was either Long Island Railroad or New Jersey Transit, which I grew up riding those all the time. The trains are virtually empty right now. There are no commuters coming in and out of the city at this point. So if this woman, uh, if this Karen there with her 70,000 followers, if she thought that coronavirus was so bad and so contagious and so deadly and all of the things, right, if she thought all that stuff, why didn't she just walk to another train? And this is what I'm concerned about, about our sort of collective mental health. I don't like collectivism as a general rule, I like individualism, but there is a certain collective mental health that we have to have as a country so that we can, we can be okay with living with people that are different. Those guys sitting there drinking coffee, uh, guess what? They didn't get anybody sick, and they're not sick, and it's okay, you're allowed to drink coffee. I just was on a plane, all right? I just flew back from Florida, and they want you to have a mask on, and I was respectful when they wanted me to have the mask on, and then when I was served food, because food can't go through a mask, although I'm sure the scientists are working on that right now, uh, I would take the mask down and I would do it. I did, and I, I posted about this, I did at one point keep my mask down a little extra long with a small cup of creamer, coffee creamer, pretending I was drinking that, just so I could get a little extra air. Anyway, guys, you see the point here, that we can't, we can't get to a point where we're all wandering around with phones trying to destroy other people. And this woman, when she says the 70,000 Twitter thing, it's like she, what she wants is those men to feel afraid. I'm going to destroy you. Meaning whatever you're, if I get you on this camera, I'm gonna come for your job, I'm gonna come for your family or anything else. Little did she know that Ashley St. Clair, I think she's probably got, what, give me a, give me a number here, how many Twitter followers? I'm sure she's got at least 500,000 or something. Like, that she's there countering it. And that's the point. That's the point. If we, if we unleash all of this onto everyone, man. So she, Ashley's got 400,000, over 400,000 followers. Anyway, the numbers don't even matter. It's not even that the specifics matter of it. But, but all of this, I think, I think in the 22 minutes that I've been talking here, I think what you're, what you're getting from this is we may get election results we don't like. We may be living in a country with a lot of people we don't like, right? Like, I don't like a lot of people right now. I, I'm in LA where everywhere I go, people are in masks and nobody says hi. And I walk my dog and I say hi to people and people just literally cross the street or ignore me, which is, I guess, better at some level. <laughs> but, but the point is, it's like, we're gonna have to put some of these pieces together and, and it's, going to get, it's going to get way harder. I think that that, is what's obvious. And uh, you know, I'll just say on like a, on a personal note, you know, when, when so many of you found me over the last couple of years when the intellectual dark web thing was blowing up and you know, there was this, this group of people, of about 10 or 20 people that were coming together and trying to talk about some of these things. I guess at some level, we, we failed in some way because I think if we had been able to, to keep it together, and I think there were many reasons that it didn't quite work out, uh, that maybe we could have steered out of some of this. I, I actually think one of the things that, that was sort of um, unfor an unfortunate 
piece of this is that when, when Jordan Peterson uh, got sick, and he's coming back soon, and his new book's coming out in about two months, and he's been putting some videos out, when he got sick and disappeared, he, was, he loomed so large in so many people's lives and helped so many people find a little order in the chaos, as he would say, uh, that, that I think his disappearance actually uh, ended up cause, not causing some of this as if it's his fault, but I think we needed that steadying voice. And, and unfortunately, you guys know how the media treated him because anyone that tries to, to build bridges instead of burn bridges is treated like a heretic. Uh, anyway, look, whether you're a Trump supporter or a never-Trumper or you're a lefty or a liberal or any of those things, we got a, we got a crazy two weeks coming. I, I just see no, I see no way around it. And, and I hope that some calmer heads will prevail. I have no doubt a few of you are angry at me for some of the things that I said just now. Um, but violence, violence is not the answer, even if the impulse is violence. And even if you feel like really bad things are happening, and it, and it might be true that really bad things are happening. And it's really unfortunate that we don't have a media that can help us dissect those things and analyze those things and, and look at those things Honestly, it really, it's really unfortunate, right? It really is unfortunate. And if we did have it, I would find something else to do. I would still be trying to get into the NBA, although I did go to the orthopedic surgeon yesterday and uh, a bunch of you emailed me all sorts of tips and tricks for, uh, for a torn ACL. I mentioned that I, I tore my ACL a couple of years ago and I threw it out the other day. Uh, he does want me to have the ACL reconstructive surgery. My ACL is completely gone. It's not torn, it's just gone altogether. He wants me to have it. It's, it's a pretty brutal surgery and recovery. I don't know what I'm gonna do, I gotta think about it. But I may be doing this show lying down for a couple weeks in bed, which I guess would be a nice mix. It would be a nice mix. Uh, okay guys, I, I got a hectic day of things to do. There's obviously a lot going on. Uh, as I always tr say, try to stay sane. Uh, and my next interview later this week is with Tulsi Gabbard, who again, it was like, man, the Democrats, you had a chance. This was the woman that should have been the future of the party. She had basically the right set of ideas that could have brought this whole thing together. But you guys purged her, and I'm gonna to talk to her about what her future is. I have a feeling she might have an announcement or two, hint, hint. And, uh, and we'll see if we can find a, a new collection of people to make some sense of the world with. Uh, so thanks for watching, and we'll be back tomorrow.